welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen, the weekend edition. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. You know, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Not a lot of new information on the document scandal. I'll just say that contrary to Biden's statements, he did not take classified documents seriously, as he's been saying. He failed to follow protocol, and none of this is by the book. And he did not act immediately, as he's been saying. He and his Department of Justice failed at the cover-up. That's the truth of the matter. And you know who else had access to these documents? Hunter Biden. This is beginning to quickly unravel for the president. He is no longer of use to the Democrat Party. I've, I've been saying this right along, and I read something over the weekend in, uh, in World Net Daily that speaks to that fact. I think the party and the media, basically one and the same, are throwing him under the bus. And the media loves a story like this. They're not going to let go of it. They helped to get Biden elected. They dragged him across the finish line, or at least we're, we were told he was elected. I'm not sure he was. But it was per- he was the perfect cover for the progressives and their agenda. You know, elect old Uncle Joe. You can trust him. He's not a radical. He's a moderate. He's a moderate Democrat. So he gets elected, again, so we're told, and he pushes through probably the most radical communist agenda we've ever faced. Now he wants to, Biden was talking about banning gas stoves in new homes and businesses. It's not going to happen. Americans will not comply. So he's had to back off. He's taken a step back off that proposal. I know AOC hasn't. She was on Facebook. I saw her over the weekend talking about how we need to ban gas stoves. It's not going to happen. You know how many businesses would, would come to a crashing halt? Restaurants would be would be out of business. You can't generate the amount of heat with electric uh, heat as you can with gas stoves. And you can't generate it as quickly or as cheaply. So anyway, but Democrats are already backing off that proposal because Americans are beginning to push back. And this is what we need to do on all this, all these uh, radical proposals. But this just illustrates this gas, you know, get rid of gas stoves of how the party is under the control of the radical environmentalists. Many of them are communists, fr- frankly. But, you know, back to Biden and the tranches of, uh, of classified documents. There's, there's a double standard here of how the media and the Democrats are, are, have treated this scandal and how they treated Trump when classified documents showed up in Mar-a-Lago. I'm sure the FBI didn't raid Jill Biden's underwear drawer the way they did Melania's. Because everybody knows the First Lady's underwear drawer is the perfect place to, to conceal classified documents. All these boxes of personal uh, information, and some of the, you know, there were classified documents that turned up in, in Florida under when, when Trump was president. But he was president. He declassified those documents. Biden was vice president when these classified documents, they were dated between 2013 and 16. And they were found in three or four boxes, the original tranche. But now I guess they found a, a second tranche of, uh, of documents. Vice presidents don't have the authority to declassify documents. But the vast majority of the items in the office contained personal Biden family documents, materials about Bo Biden's funeral arrangements and condolence letters, those, those kinds of things. A.G. Merrick Garland is probably the most unscrupulous attorney general we've ever had in this country. He's assigned a U.S. attorney in Chicago who's a holdover from the Trump administration to investigate the matter. They should call a grand jury. Truly investigate this. 
These documents were discovered November 2nd, six days before the midterm elections. But the matter became public only a week or so ago, according to news reports. So Congress was kept in the dark about this. The Democrats, Biden and his administration, they withheld this information from the American people, from Congress. I mean, there's got something has got to come of this. And I think Biden, I think he's I think he's toast, frankly. I really do. I think this is uh, is going to be his undoing. But what does that mean? We got Kamala Harris we have to deal with. We could go from bad to worse. As bad as Biden is, she may be worse. You know, the old saying, the devil you know. All right, let's uh, enough on the uh, the documents. Nothing really new there. Uh, I want to talk about Kevin McCarthy, his first full week as Speaker of the House. Why was this fight so uh, so protracted? Why were Republicans, the 20 or so Republicans, the Freedom Caucus, why were they so adamant they didn't want McCarthy? Or they wanted to make a statement. I was with them all the way. I'll tell you why. Because McCarthy helped to engineer that $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill through the House. You want to know what was some of the things included in that $1.7 trillion of our money? Some of the funding priorities? $45 billion to Ukraine to keep Zelensky in power and keep the American people from knowing how much dirty money is tied to the Bidens. That's what I think. $45 billion. We've already sent $66 billion to Ukraine. What's, why Ukraine? It's a money pit. Because Russia invaded Ukraine? is that That's what we're being told. Oh, the, the poor Ukrainian people. And don't get me wrong. Innocent people die in war. That's They're the first casualties of any war. But the Soviets have been subjugating the Ukrainian people for nearly 100 years. Or more than 100 years. Russia's got a history going back to the 1700s in the Ukraine and in Crimea. Now all of a sudden it's a big deal. When the Soviets were, were crushing the people in Ukraine, not, not a peep from liberals. Now that, you know, that Putin's doing it, there's got to be a Trump connection somewhere. You know that's what they're thinking. I'm not sure if Putin's the bad guy in all this, to be honest with you. All right, back to the budget or this omnibus bill. $1.5 million for a COVID-19 American history project. $3.6 million for a Michelle Obama hiking trail in Georgia. It's unbelievable. Maybe Stacey Abrams could drop a few pounds by using it. This is, un- I mean, $3.6 million for a a hiking trail? We could do it for, you know, a couple of hundred bucks. Get out a few machetes and a couple of chainsaws, and there you go. $11 million for an LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQ-related projects. Did you vote for that? I didn't. I don't remember being asked whether... That's a wise use of my tax dollars. I realize, you know, that that's not how it works. Unbelievable. Three million for an LGBTQ museum in New York City. Where else? $410 million of our dollars going to border security. Well, that's a good thing, you might say. <laughs> but other countries' borders, not ours. We're sending over $400 million to keep other countries and their borders secure. This is unbelievable. Kevin McCarthy helped to engineer these pieces of pork through the, uh, through the House. Omnibus spending bill. No, no CRs, just an omnibus spending bill. Everything included. Got it through the House with his blessing. The Freedom Caucus wants it in writing that this crap never happens again. If it does, McCarthy is gone. 
All right. Uh, let's see here. A couple of other things, and we've got to run. I want to keep this short and sweet, as I mentioned. This is the weekend edition. By the way, if you like this program, if you like what you're hearing, hit like, hit subscribe, because uh, we need subscribers. And tell your friends about it. Tell your friends about the Pac-Man podcast with me, Ted Flint. It's weekly, sometimes twice a week, like this week. And uh, share it on social media. In a North Georgia convenience store Monday this past week, a robber pointed a 45 caliber gun at the head of the clerk. And he ran into some serious trouble after three customers grabbed their own firearms and they rescued the clerk. As was first reported by the LJ Police Department, Sean Sutton and Melody Sutton, both 39 years of age, arrived at the Ideal Mart on Old North Cut Road right before 6.30 in the evening. Sean Sutton entered the store pretending to be a customer. Melody, his wife, waited in their car. According to police reports, Sean made out that he purchased an energy drink as he pulled a pair of women's panties around his neck, covering his face. And as he walked behind the counter, he pointed a forty-five at the clerk's head and demanded payment. Unfortunately for Sutton, he hit the good guy with a gun jackpot on this particular night. And there were three legitimate customers at the store at that time, two inside the building, one pumping gas, and they all had guns. It's in Georgia. People are free to carry firearms, and they were willing to pull them in order to restore order, and that's what they did. During the robbery, one customer who was legally carrying a concealed handgun intervened. A second customer ran into his car, grabbed his gun, re-entered the store to help the first customer in subduing the subject, and the third customer at the gas pumps also came in to assist. So the three of them held the uh, the suspect until police arrived on scene. Uh, none of the uh, one of the officers who arrived told the suspect, who was still trying to leave, to get on the ground. Nevertheless, when the suspect failed to follow the officer's instructions, the officer used a taser on him, and that did the trick. So anyway, they they faced charges: Sean Sutton, charges of armed robbery, aggravated assault, and possession of a firearm. His wife faces charges as well. That's just it's a perfect example of what happens every day in this country. People successfully defend their lives and their property and, and frankly, uh, their fellow citizens' lives and property. Can you imagine that happening here in New York? Three guys with, uh, I mean, pistols. They make you jump through hoops to get a, a pistol permit here in New York State. All the paperwork and you have to give your, you have to almost sacrifice your firstborn. Not in Georgia. Not in the, in those southern states. You pull a gun on people down there, you do so at your own peril. And that's how it should be. All right. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. If you want to contact me directly, it's Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at thebmgnetwork.com, all lowercase. Again, thanks for tuning us in. Don't forget, hit like, subscribe, and share, and we will talk to you soon. The Pacman Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to thebmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.